The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter reproached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said, It is written. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. He said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. And miserable Lent to all of you. Praise the Lord as we now, to recall, we've embarked now on the next 40 days of pain and suffering. And part of, as we kick off, just a reminder, remember, Donut Sunday today, because it's Lent, don't eat too much donuts, huh? Dangerous from the devil, as we'll see here later on. But as you see, we have a video of today. As we do every year, I'll do a shorter homily, praise the Lord, and we'll, uh, we'll have the video played. And so if I could just ask Tom, Tom, you find putting it up to the front at this moment? And then so when, you, when we play the video. And then there's envelopes also in the pews. So at this time, you can kind of just pass it inwards if you haven't already. I know you received mailings, and we put in the pews last Sunday. And so we'll be, I'll be inviting you to fill that out if it's something you wish to contribute. But as we, as we do this annual tradition of, of the annual Catholic appeal, you'll see where your money will go towards. And it's a tradition we always do around Lent. Why? Why, why around this specific period of time? Remember, Lent has three pillars, three aspects to Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So those three areas, as Christians, we increase. 
those three aspects. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Those are those three areas. Why these 40 days is because we enter into the desert with Jesus Christ. That's what Lent is about. That's why Lent should be painful, by the way. Lent must be hard. Again, if your Lent is easy, you're still using training wheels in your Christian life. Lent should be painful. Why? Because look what our Lord did here. Look at the suffering our Lord endured. Why all this pain and suffering? And we see this beautifully in the first reading today. In fact, all the three readings. Did you notice the character who appears twice in the readings today? The devil himself. If you want to know why you argue with your spouses, you want to know why we have all of our certain addictions, you want to know why there are wars, why we fight each other, why we kill each other, why we hate one another, you want to know why? First reading today. We see this beautifully, how God remembers, God stamped the image of likeness of God in our hearts. He infused his spirit into us as he forms us perfectly in the, in the, in the Garden of Eden. And then the serpent slithers his way in. And you see here now the psychology of every single sin which underpins everything that we do wrong. Notice this. What does the serpent say? It says Adam and Eve, our first parents. Did God really tell you that? He whispers, did God really tell you that? He says, no, because if you eat of the fruit, you will become like gods. Do you see what he, what he just did here? The first lie of the devil is to trick us to think that God's will for us decreases and is in competition with our happiness. That is why I must disobey God if I want to be happy. In other words, what, this, what the devil tells Adam and Eve is that God's will is holding you back. Rebel against him. You see, that's the devil's plan, by the way. The devil wants to get every single one of us and drag us down to hell with him. That's the devil's sole job. He wants us to disobey God so we can be like him and to be with him in hell forever. Flat out, that's the, that's the devil's sole job. He does it 24 hours a day. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't rest. That's his sole job, is to get you and I into hell. And in order to do that, we must disobey. Every sin that we do is that basic concept. Ah, I got to do this because if I follow God's path, knowing full well this is wrong, I choose it anyway because if I just do this sin, oh, I'll be happy. Remember the story, I shared this before. You know, Tom Cruise, the actor, in a famous interview with Barbara Walters, and you can look this up on YouTube, just Google Tom Cruise, Barbara Walters, will come up. Tom Cruise used to be Catholic. Not only Catholic, but he used to be, he used to be in the seminary. He was going to be a priest like me. 
And Bob Walter asked him straight up, Tom, you used to be Catholic. You, you used, to, used to be in the seminary, in fact. But now, you, Tom, as you know, he's joined this creepy made-up religion, Scientology. And in the story, he says, you used to be Catholic. What happened to you? And with that million-dollar smile, right, he says, ah, you Catholics, you Christians, you have to follow someone else's rules. He says, we in Scientology, we make up our own. And he sat back smiling as if he just said the most amazing thing in the world. I say, you idiot. You idiot, Tom Cruise. That's the same thing the serpent said to us in this Garden of Eden. Make up your own rules. Disobey. Then you'll be happy. And that is why today, beautifully, in the Gospel reading, that the devil now again makes a second appearance. Says to Jesus, Jesus, turn these stones into bread. I know you're hungry. Jesus says, no, you don't live on bread alone. All right, then Jesus takes him to the parapet of the temple, which is the highest point. So, so think of the highest building ever. Everyone sees Jesus now in the parapet. It was the highest point in the city. Takes him to the very top. He says, Jesus, throw yourself down. Test God. He says, no. It is said that thou shalt not put your Lord our God to the test. And then finally, the third one. And which relates to the video, because in the annual Catholic appeal, I will ask you to consider giving your money away. Shows Jesus all of the kingdoms and the splendor of the world. He says, Jesus, all of this could be yours. All the shiny things. All you got to do is worship me. And all Jesus says, no. I will not disobey. Because only God shall we worship. Why is almsgiving a critical part of Lent? It's because, as we all know, we are tempted to worship stuff. We all got it. That is why from the very beginning, when our Lord in the Old Testament reveals himself to the Jews, every Jewish person was required to give 10% of their income back to God. Why? Because God needs money? No. Because God knows that we are all tempted by the shiny things, by the nice things of life. Our Lord himself says, it is the love of money, finish the line, that is the root of all evil. Not money, but again, money is good, money is good. But how many of us sometimes worship it? You only have to look at the drug cartels to see this firsthand. Why are they flooding the United States with billions and billions of dollars of drugs? The cash cow. The golden calf. They don't care how many they kill. They're endless pursuit of money. And God knows that. So that is why from the very beginning of God's revelation to the Jewish people, and therefore us, is to give. Because that sting when we give is the pain of us detaching ourselves from the temptation to worship stuff. So that's why from the very beginning, my friends, 
Christians have always been marked by our radical, reckless generosity. As Christians, we are at our best when we are close to the poor. We are at our noblest. We are at our finest when we're close to the poor. And I say that because the annual Catholic appeal is simply one thread of a 2,000-year-old fabric of Christian giving. If you went to my talk on the Bible a couple weeks ago, it was an amazing stat. So, our Lord dies in the year 33. By the year 40, there was a couple thousand Christians. So, a thousand people converted to Christianity. By the year 300, there was over 6 million of us. That is a growth rate, an amazing growth rate of 40% every 10 years. And at that time period, again, if you wanted to be a Christian, you had to be ready to die. That was the age of the persecutions. And yet, we grew in the millions. How? We know how. We have the writings from the ancient church. They said, the pagans, the non-Christians, would look at the church, look at us, and they said, whoa, look at the radical generosity of the Christians. They help everyone. That is how we converted the mighty Roman Empire within a few short centuries. Because of the individual witness, generosity, love that we showed to everybody. So when you give, And when you help the poor, you're doing nothing new. And the annual Catholic appeal is simply March 1st, 2020, our version of that. 